Welcome to the Leadership Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Jono White. I'm the founder and principal consultant of Clarity. We are an Australian-based consultancy that works with leaders around the world, and our passion is to invest in people to become everything they're meant to be in order to fill the world with healthy organizations that people love to work for and customers line up to buy from. The goal of this podcast is to invest in you and your leadership. If you're just joining us for the first time, then feel free to check out consultclarity.org. That's our website, consultclarity.org. We have so many free resources on there. The most popular being our seven questions on leadership series. We've had more than 1,500 leaders from around the world in all different sectors give their in-depth answers on leadership, what books they love, what they found most challenging, uh, the most meaningful stories, how they how they structure their time through the day. That's free, so go and check it out. And we'd love to interview you about your leadership. I believe you have advice from your experience, your context, and your life so far that is important and can help other leaders. It's also a great way to give back. It's free to get involved, and you can do so by going to consultclarity.org forward slash seven dash questions dash interest, or just Google consultclarity.org seven questions interest and fill out the form that pops up. We have a free resource for you on our website. It's called Leadership Survival Guide. It's a 57-page ebook. It has interviews with 10 world-class leaders, and you can go to consultclarity.org. It's right at the top and get that today. Uh, we also have a daily email that we send out to over 15,000 leaders, and that email contains the highlights, our best content from our podcasts, our blog, uh, my book, uh, the books that we're loving that are out there about leadership, it's also the best way to get access to our masterclasses and workshops before anyone else. And there's also exclusive and limited uh, special options just for subscribers. And you can subscribe by going to consultclarity.org forward slash subscribe. Now, my gift to you is to work incredibly hard to provide the best leadership content I can to invest in you and your leadership. So if you're finding our content helpful, if you find this podcast helpful, then your gift to me uh, could be this. If you, if you do find it helpful, then write a review or rate our content and make sure you subscribe or follow. I can't emphasize enough how helpful that is. It really does help us to get the word out there so we can invest in more leaders to become everything they're meant to be. It also means a lot to me personally when people like you and people in our community share our content on social media. So if you do that, then please do look for me, Jono White, to tag me and look to tag Clarity uh, on whatever platform you're on. And our team, including me, I, I'm always looking to see when people have mentioned us so that I can engage with you. And also we look at sharing content. So if you if you write something about something we've done, there's also a good chance we'll share that with our followers. So if you could do that, that is a massive, massive help as we try to invest in as many leaders as we can around the world. Last of all, you can check out my book about how to deal with difficult people even if you hate conflict. It's called Step Up or Step Out. It's available on Amazon. You can just look up Step Up or Step Out John O'White or you can go to store.consultclarity.org forward slash book and check it out there. I 
have coached leader after leader after leader, and in more than 50% of the sessions, this topic comes up. How do I deal with this person? I'm finding it really difficult, and, and I just wanna find a way that doesn't blow up to do a really, just to have a difficult conversation, to lead them better. How do I do that? There's a three-step process that I outline in this book that I believe can help you. Okay, let's get into today's episode of the Leadership Conversations podcast. Enjoy. Welcome to another episode of the Leadership Conversations podcast. Today's guest is Judy Keeler. Judy is the CEO of ProPower, and she's also founder of Course Consulting, which she's going to tell us a little bit about. Welcome to the podcast, Judy. Thank you. It's great to be here. So, uh, I've been looking forward to chatting. Tell us a bit about ProPower and about Core 6 Consulting. Great. Thank you. I'd love to. So, ProPower is a staffing and IT professional firm. We uh, place software developers, we staff for projects, project management, and also cybersecurity, which is a big uh, buzzword in the industry right now that everyone is, is looking at. And then also I'm the founder of Core 6 Consulting and the six uh, pieces that we strategize in our strategic planning, DEIB, executive coaching, management consulting, change management, and education and training and facilitation. Wonderful. Well, uh, thank you for unpacking a little bit about what you do. It would be great to hear some of your story. Let's start by uh, thinking, if you can think back to growing up to your childhood, what were some of or themes from that time in your life that really shaped you into the person and the leader you are today? I'm going to go way back. We're talking elementary school. In elementary school, I was this extrovert. I was very outgoing, left brain, right brained. I loved theater, dance, but I also uh, was, you know, advanced in mathematics. So I had a lot of friends, and I was always this kid that would bring everyone to play. So, so if I were on the playground and I saw a person over there sitting down by themselves and not engaged, I would go over make friends, bring them over, and then we would have these group, you know, play dates, which was, you know, fun. But it was kind of interesting because that was just my personality. And then, um, you know, as we matured, there were different opportunities to be class president or fire chief and things like that. So one of my friends, Mike Flannery, and it's funny, I still remember his name, he said to me, Judy, I want you to run and I want you to be the class president. And I said, why? And he said, because you're a leader. People, you know, we all feel like you bring us all together and that's what a president does. <laughs> so <laughs> I know it sounds silly, but in fifth grade, I was elected class president and I was class president every year through graduation, through our senior year. And so I, you know, well, and it was, it was interesting because, you know, um, Again, it's just my personality. I really, I love people. I am a people person. I'm very social, but I'm also very technical. You know, I have an accounting degree, so there's that detailed planning, strategic, uh, 
audit type of personality. So I, I, I guess I'm kind of a, an odd bird, but it's served me well in, in serving people and leading. Uh, I, I always love hearing those stories from grade five, you know, those primary school stories <laughs> where people, you, where you have no idea at the time that it's actually quite um, a bit of a signpost for what you're going to end up doing. And, uh, and people are seeing something in you from such a young age that uh, has obviously always been there. And, and uh, now it's just a different context rather than class president grade five. You're doing um, incredible things in, you know, in uh, through your consulting and, and now uh, heading up ProPower. Um, so in terms of leadership opportunities, that was a great story. I love that. What, what about fast forward a little bit? Can you remember when you broke through the ceiling, found yourself in the deep end in terms of your first opportunity or one of the first times where you were managing a group of people or you were really responsible for a project, your, your first sort of more significant leadership opportunity. What comes to mind? The first one that comes to mind was when I, uh, in my early 20s, I became the first city treasurer and income tax administrator for the our city that I grew up in. And uh, it's always been a male-dominated um, field, but I was the first woman as well. And so being so young, I was the youngest person in that department. So I supervised people that were twice my age. Um, and it was a very exciting experience because again, I love people. So I knew that if I took the time to, to get to know my staff and to you know, help them to understand that they're valuable and that we're a team, I knew that I was going to be okay. And I knew that I was going to learn from them because Oftentimes you get people that take leadership roles and they they feel like they have to know everything. So they don't necessarily always listen to the, the staff. And so it, it could be challenging. But me personally, I am not afraid to admit when I don't know something. But I also want other people to utilize their skills because my dream is to be the not the smartest person in the in the room. I like to draw upon other people's strengths because I know what my strengths are, but I like to find out what other people's strengths are and draw upon those. I agree. I, um, I think that's, that's key to leadership. What have you learned about how to do that? Uh, what have you found most effective in helping to other people's strengths and to lean on them, you know, and to find and empower people? People are smarter than you in, in different areas. And sometimes I love the idea that there's people that are just full, full stop smarter than me. I think that's a great opinion for leaders to have to go help me. I wonder how I can find people who are smarter than I am and lead them really well. How have you done that? There's a couple great examples in my life that I've uh, been able to do that. So I led a team. I, I was new to a team and the first thing I always do is I sit down with every individual and I, you know, get a sense of who they are, what they do, um, and I ask questions concerning their desires, con you know, uh, professionally, and I try to get a sense of what their strengths are and what their weaknesses are, and I will ask them, quite frankly, what those, you know, what they feel those characteristics are within themselves. But I also, am a I, I document you know, what their 
comments are, and I, you know, have been watching over a period of time. And so, for instance, one of the groups, when I first uh, arrived, they kept coming to me, the individuals kept coming to me and wanting me to solve problems that they full well could solve. And then they would bring other things to me that um, were well within their purview to, they had the authority to decide, but they didn't. So it took me a minute, but then I realized the reason why these individuals were responding that way is because all my predecessors trained them to be that way. They The predecessor wanted to have the power and and wanted to make the decisions and so it didn't give these smart people the opportunity to utilize their giftings or their experience and knowledge base. So I changed that and I I explained, you know, we had a, a team meeting and I talked about all the different strengths in the room and that I want them to be a part of the process and to have ownership in how we're changing things because they are my resident, my resident experts. And it just grew from that um, where now, you know, I formed these teams, self-directed teams. They were problem solving and it was fantastic. And, you know, people kept coming to me saying, this is so wonderful. You know, I, I enjoy coming to work now and I feel valued and you actually are listening. And so to me, you, you want to understand people's strengths, but you also want people to bring their genuine selves to work because that is the secret sauce, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, and I think anyone who's ever been in a scenario where you have a sees that in you. And I think sometimes as a leader, we need to remember that the things we see, people may not see in themselves. So when you actually identify strengths one of the greatest opportunities as a leader is to be that person who says hey you're you do realize you're extraordinarily good at you know um building teams like you've got a gift for that do you do you realize that and people will sometimes go no i don't and and i think that's one of the wonderful whereas sometimes as leaders we don't articulate that and then at the other end of the spectrum people can get threatened by that and just um you know, not, not even go near it. Um, what about um, what about mentors for you, Judy? Who have been some of the most significant mentors along the way that you've learned the most from about leadership? I have three that come to mind, and I do know them. Um, the first mentor that I have had is is Jesus, and I see him as a mentor because he's visionary, he's compassionate full of grace, a great communicator, a mentor, transparent, and he values others. And quite frankly, if you talk about longevity, the people that followed him the, or the organization that he created has lasted over 2000 years. So I look to him because he must know something. <laughs> he, you know, he's maintained this, this um, organization. And then another person is my husband. My husband, he's visionary, empowering, and he's a great coach and mentor. So I, I watch him and I learn from him. And we talk about how he has been able to take employees that were on the verge of being fired and turn them into rock star employees. And I've always admired that. And that's something that I've learned. And then um, another person that I consider a, a mentor is Jeffrey Sellers. And he, uh, I went to uni with him at the University of Michigan. And he's the Broadway producer of Hamilton 
into the Heights, Rent. He's an amazing individual. And the reason why I, I really can, and we, we keep in contact, the reason why I really consider him to be a mentor also is because he knew from day one that he was going to make it to Broadway. And the last time I saw him when we were at college, he said, I'll see you on Broadway. I didn't make it to Broadway, but he did. And the, to hear his story is amazing. So I, I look to these folks as mentors. I have other people. And one thing that I did realize, um, Jono, is that you can have a mentor that's, that you've never met before. Because a mentor, you, you, you look at them, you take advice. And, and I have mentors that I've never met before like Zig Ziglar, I consider him a mentor. So to me, uh, you can have physical mentors that you have face-to-faces with, but there's also people that you learn from and you draw from their experiences. Yeah, I, I too, uh, I'm a big fan of Zig Ziglar. Uh, uh, I remember when, when I was in my first, where I was selling water coolers for about six years and, and it was all new business development. And I was so frustrated uh, just with the sales. It was very, all the bad things that people imagine about. It was one of those sort of, the training was like that. And, and it was just very, uh, yeah, I, I just felt like we weren't really truly people, which is funny because it was just water coolers, but I was like, there must be a better way to sell with the person on the other side of the phone or, or who I'm meeting with. And that's when I came across Zig Ziglar's work. Loved his approach to asking questions, and um, yeah, yeah so I'm also a big Zig Ziglar fan. Life, uh, a quite an interesting guy. people you mentioned judy some wonderful mentors there uh you mentioned um jesus and i, and I love that people who who aren't uh who don't believe in the christian faith i tend to find they're usually still fans of jesus you know in some level like it's it's uh it's hard to argue with um yeah with looking at his life and how he loved people and how he led as well you know how he how he uh, mentored disciples i i tend to find most people there's probably some who problem but most people regard so their faith admire yeah, um, um his leadership you talked about your husband and you talked about um the 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 person that you went to you know, are there any stories stories do you have any favorite stories of um, um of jesus around leadership? really important to you any stories uh, from your husband the way he, he dealt with something that uh sticks with you or from your Broadway, um, um, your Broadway, who has gone through incredible things. Any stories from either or all of those three that you want to share? There are a lot, but I think probably the commonality between the three is that they've all helped people to feel more comfortable and confident in their abilities and who they are. And they've also led by example an example of love and grace and, and being very encouraging. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I, um, I think that's, I think that a lot of leaders find that challenging because we feel like, oh, we're responsible for the end result. 
people for the bottom line. How do I lead in such a way that encourages people when I'm still need to be calling them to account as well? How have you found that? How do you face and kindness as a leader with accountability? Hmm, that's a really... I, for me personally, because there have been a lot of opportunities for me to, to lead and to mentor and to coach and to find that people aren't ready to receive the, uh, the, the information or the suggestions that I have. So the, I, I ultimately am not responsible for how someone turns out or whether they take my advice or not on a personal level, but at, uh, as an employer, I do have to hold people accountable. So you're right, there is a fine line, there is a fine balance, but at the end of the day, I feel comfortable and good with helping people to move forward and to provide opportunities and tools for people to improve. But I also am very comfortable with uh, holding people accountable and, and making tough decisions. In your answer, it seems like security in yourself to know your boundaries about what is or isn't your responsibility is a really key part of that. That's a great way to say that. Yes, thank you. I think that's um, that that one of the challenges for me as a as a leader, particularly when it's. it's it can feel like all or nothing. It's like, okay, I've got to be this great leader who carries it all. <laughs> who won't come to the party and you feel um, dejected. And, um, you know, it's funny. You talked about one of your mentors being Jesus. I, I think uh, without the the theology behind it and things like that, but I, I do think it's interesting that didn't actually uh, make it in terms of Jesus's leadership. Uh, <laughs> You know, his disciples mm. that Judas didn't make it, and and, and um, like I said, too much. But I I do think it should be an encouragement to say, okay, you know what? Even just let people have their free will. One who literally spent time with him every day for three years, and then made his own decision to go a certain way. And uh, I don't know when I realized that I found that really freeing to be like, oh not um i'm not responsible for everyone doing everything like I, there's a line in the sand where i'm there for them and i invest in them but it's their responsibility at some point i love that and you know what it's interesting because i i agree with you with the uh that analogy especially when talking about how one disciple didn't make it it's tragic and it's sad and it happens today on our teams and and in our businesses and in our relationships but you're right at the end of the day we we have to do everything that we know to do to help people but it ultimately is their choice whether they accept the help or if they don't yeah absolutely so I, I'm interested to know, Judy, as you reflect on your career, are there any, uh, how would I phrase it, moments uh, that you've had that come to mind where you have dropped the ball and 
forever. Like I know I can think of those to myself where you go, well, I'll never do that again because I learned because. Or where you had a massive win, or where you watched another leader deal with crisis. You know, those sort of moments where someone says something, or you go through something, or there's a story you're a part of, and it gets ingrained in your memory as a leadership lesson. Any of those aha moments for you that come to mind? I've had a couple, and this one may be minor, but it's still, I think, important. When I first started leading um, one of the organizations, I would have staff meetings and we would talk about the processes and the changes to be made. And in the meeting, it was just all verbal, you know, just talking through. And after a while, after a couple of meetings, I realized that the staff were not necessarily picking up on the changes and remembering things. So then I started meeting with people and talking through some things. And I realized that the majority of my staff were visual learners. And so I changed the way that I presented the information and data and then also involved the employees in presenting data. And it really was a big lesson for me because the whole point of meeting is to communicate and to receive information and to receive it effectively, right? So from every organ, every talk, every organization, every facilitation, whatever I do, I make sure that I know my audience and have a better understanding of what their uh, their learning style is so that I can adjust to them so that it's a fruitful opportunity for them to learn. Yeah, approach. I, uh, similarly, uh, something that I found is, is, you know, I've tried a lot of things when I've facilitated. Um, I've done a lot of presentations up the front, you know, and uh i have recorded myself back and watched myself which is horrible to do because you see <laughs> you know it's it's so helpful but it's horrible well, I've noticed something about watching yourself um and sitting in your own audience like of yourself that's so for me anyway i think because i pick up on every little thing where i'm like oh what am i trying to say hey, there and why am i stuttering over that but um i remember one of the biggest revelations i had was I just, I came to this point where I realized, you know what? I am just not the most engaging from the front speaker. I, I sort of somewhere in me had seen others, like Zig Ziglar's, these people who can capture a room for an hour and you, or John Maxwell. And, and I realized that I'm going to keep growing in that skill because sometimes that's what's required. But a majority of the time now, when I'm in a room with a, with a, any group of people, I spend as much time as I can uh, with whatever the goal is, getting people to share in, uh, whether it's in groups or in pairs and, and getting them to share stories from their own lives, getting them to, because I've found that a bit like what you said about the way people learn, I've realized, hey, here's like a, a life hack <laughs> that if if I want to get something I can share some stories, sure, but once they start engaging, so once the room start, you know, telling each other stories from their company of like the most meaningful moments they've had, that's a hundred times more effective than me trying to give any kind of speech about vision and purpose and why. And um, and I, I hear us. It's like if you can learn who your audience is and how to engage with them. Um, then that that's another change I've made that I've found really helpful is to try to get 
that engagement for me is is key. If I can get people engaged and actually telling mm-hmm. own stories in groups, that's where I feel like I leave a session or a day and, and people have really, um, something's really dropped, like the penny has really dropped for them much more than when I'm. That's a common trait of a servant leader, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's actually just serving the yep. the group that you're that you're with and putting it and I think that's that's great leadership, isn't yeah, it? Even in a one-on-one set trying to put it back for them. As, as probably the most common, common thing that gets said on this podcast when I'm chatting with leaders is to to listen more and, and speak less in any setting is probably a good a good uh, approach generally in leadership. I agree. <laughs> so, um, Judy, as we start uh, wrapping up, I've got a few questions for you. Leadership Express. Are you ready? I'm ready. I say they're a bit of fun, but as anyone who's worked with me knows, I tend to find questions about leadership fun generally. So <laughs> I find... <laughs> Uh, the first one is, uh, are there any books that come to mind that you have gifted to other people or you regularly recommend to other people? The book that I've gifted the most is probably the Bible. Yes, that's great because I haven't... Um, um, it's funny, when I did the... Uh, I did something called The Seven Questions on Leadership and I've had, you know, 1,500 leaders answer this sort of... Um, give some of the stories and questions on leadership. And, and I asked them about books that they found really inspiring. So it's like, and um, I collated them and one of, if not the top book was the Bible that, that a bunch of different leaders, all these different leaders from all these different walks of life um, had said was probably a, a, one of the main influences on them. So um, that's good. I don't know if I've had that recommendation yet in the podcast. So I love it. Yeah. The Bible. Another question for you, Judy, what is a recent leadership lesson you've learned for the first time or been reminded of? Most recently, I, so I I did mention to you at the beginning of the podcast that I uh, have transitioned from being the chief strategy officer over to being a CEO and founder. And in doing that, I I, uh, had, you know, the opportunity to say goodbye to a lot of the employees in the departments that I've worked in or, or um, directed. And it was really touching because I received a lot of cards and messages and gifts and texts. And I put a little summary down for myself of things that were said. And some of the comments were that I inspired people, gave them hope, empowered the employees. I genuinely listened to them and made them feel valued again. And I bring all that up because one of the, uh, greatest quotes that I heard was from uh, Theodore Roosevelt when he talks about how people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And emotional intelligence is a leadership quality that I think is is something that we all need to work on, especially in the times that we're living in and with, you know, uh, trying to retain our employees and helping people to find the new normal post-COVID. So, that was one of the um, qualities or one of the leadership lessons that I was recently reminded of. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. That's a great lesson. 
Uh, what about any favorite questions that you ask when you're in a one-on-one -on -one setting, if you're with a team or you are with some stakeholders? Are there any questions that are going to be favorite ask people? So in a one-on-one, -on -one, one of the most effective questions and the ones that I received the best answers for, the question was, how are you doing? And is there anything that I can do to help you? And then in the team setting, and you'll probably laugh, but if we were all to go karaokeing, what two songs would you choose to sing? And that kind of just, it loosens everyone up and it, it, it brings a more intimate feel to our, our meetings. <laughs> oh, that's so good. I've never heard of that one. Okay, I've got to ask you that question. What would be the two songs for you if we went karaokeing? Um, let's see, probably, uh, oh my goodness, <laughs> a Roberta Flack song, yes. um, Killing Me Softly. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, <laughs> it's a good one. And a Whitney Houston song, I Will Always Love You. Oh, they're brilliant. Um, the funny thing is that I went, um, my wife Liz and I went to karaoke with a previous uh, uh, workplace we worked with, and we did a duet of a whole new world from Aladdin. <laughs> so, <laughs> I know, so that's probably one of the ones I would pick because I love, uh, you know, I, I, it's not that I love Disney. I love those movies that you you watch at some point in your life and they stick with you and and for me it's some of those movies some of those disney movies the sound will always be ingrained you know they always have that nostalgic sort of feel um yes but uh, that's such a good question i'm going to use that that is brilliant judy i love that because it's so insightful as well i love that you would get the most interesting answers and it's it's a great icebreaker a safe way for people to kind of let the guard down a bit and and you realize someone's a you know heavy metal fan or someone else is really <laughs> really loves a bit of classical um you know opera or whatever it's um it's great wonderful um okay so a couple you what is a and this can be another sort of light heart or it can be serious what's a movie or a tv show that really impacted you that one is so easy for me the movie hidden figures and the reason why that really impacted me is because Katherine Johnson, otherwise known as the human computer, to me, she exhibited extraordinary tenacity, leadership, confidence, and faith. And she was a fantastic role model for all women because she fought and utilized her giftings and, you know, really impacted science and NASA and the, the moon landings and everything. So... Uh, that movie stuck with me. Yeah. Great recommendation. I don't know if I've actually seen it and I have to I've had so many people recommend it. So I'll put that on my list to watch hidden figures. I do know that she was a remarkable woman, but I don't really know the story in detail. So thank you for that recommendation. Last question for you, Judy, if you could only give one piece of leadership, leader what would you say i would say 
please be genuine, listen to others, communicate expectations, and make the vision clear. That's pretty good. That is that sums up some of the biggest <laughs> puzzle pieces. That's <laughs> that's wonderful advice. No, I think you hit the nail on the head, head there, and it's um to get a chance to have a chat with you and uh, for those who hearing a little bit of your story, but also might be interested in connecting with you um, as part of, uh, you know, the hats that you wear in consulting and also pro power, we'll get in contact with you and find you online, Judy. Thanks for asking that. I'd, I'd love to connect on LinkedIn. I have a profile there or they can contact me via email at judy.kehler at propower.com. And then one last thing, I did want to tell you that I really have enjoyed your podcast and, and I'm really thrilled and honored to be on your, your podcast. Oh, that's, that's so kind. Fun. Yeah, it's, um, I just really love, uh, love having the opportunity to do this and, and it's wonderful to chance to chat with someone, uh, someone like you, Judy, who otherwise we probably wouldn't normally have have the time or or make the time to, to have this sort of for others to uh to be able to sit in on it so, so i've certainly um i certainly love doing the podcast but also it's been a joy today to, to have a chat with you um thank our listeners for tuning in i think uh, there's been some great recommend thoughts and wisdom from judy today and, and uh, don't forget, I also have the John O'White Leadership Podcast and the Leadership Question of the Daddy Podcast that you can go to invest in your leadership as well. But I want to finish today by saying massive thank you to for being so generous with your time, for for, uh, for sharing some of your story with us, which I, I really appreciate. And and yeah, just for being so much fun to have on the podcast question, which 100% is <laughs> I will remember Judy Killer. Uh, I'll <laughs> to mention your name when I use that one. So uh, thanks for coming on the podcast, Judy. Thank you. Have a great day. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Leadership Conversations podcast as much as I did. If you're joining us for the first time, don't forget to check out consultclarity.org. That's our website, consultclarity.org. We have so many free resources on there, including our seven questions on leadership series. We've had more than 1,500 leaders from all over the world in all different roles, in different industries, answer these seven questions on leadership and leaders give these in-depth answers around how they spend their time, uh, a book that's been significant for them. It's just a gold mine. It's completely free to access. So go to consultclarity.org and look for that. We'd also love to interview you about your leadership. I believe your experience, your life, your context means that you have advice on leadership that other leaders can learn from. Yes, you, if you're going, not me. Well, no, I really believe you would have something to add. So if you're looking for a way to give back, it's completely free to get involved. And we would love to interview you through the seven questions on leadership. You just go to consultclarity.org forward slash seven dash questions dash interest or Google consultclarity.org seven questions interest and fill out the form and get involved. 
We have a free resource on our website called the Leadership Survival Guide. It's a 57-page ebook, 10 world-class leaders giving their thoughts on leadership, and that's completely free. It's available on our homepage, consultclarity.org, right at the top. So make sure you go and get that and download it today. And we have a free daily email that you can subscribe to. We send this out to over 15,000 leaders from around the world. And uh, it contains the highlights of content from our podcasts, our blogs, um, our books, books we're reading. It's got the best content and it gives you exclusive, limited early access to our masterclasses, workshops, new products, special offers. It's all for our subscribers. You can go to consultclarity.org forward slash subscribe and join 15,000 other leaders And you know, my gift to you is to work really hard, particularly through the Leadership Conversations podcast. I have been blown away by the quality of the leaders and I'm learning as much as anyone in doing these interviews. So I'm having a great time. And my gift to you is to keep lining up the best leaders I can to invest in your leadership. Your gift to me, if you're finding this helpful, there is something that you could do that would help us out massively. And that is to write a review and to leave a rating for our podcast or wherever you're watching or listening to this, I can't tell you how much that helps us out. Also subscribe or follow. It really does make a difference in helping us to help more leaders become everything they're meant to be. Another thing that means a lot to me personally is when I see our community share our content. So if you do share this or any other piece of content on social media, then thank you and and please do that. And look for me, John O. White, or clarity and tag us in your post. Our team is always looking for posts to engage with from our community. And there's also a chance that we'll share your content uh, to go beyond and share it with our followers. Last of all, you can check out my book. It's called Step Up or Step Out, How to Deal with Difficult People Even If You Hate Conflict. I wrote this book because 50% of the coaching sessions I have with leaders, this topic comes up again and again and again. And it's this idea of how do I have this difficult conversation? How do I lead this person better when I'm finding them difficult? Or in some cases, you look and you say, I think I might be leading a difficult person. They're just quite difficult to lead or I'm finding them quite difficult to lead. So there's a three-step process that I unpack in step up or step out. And the amazing thing, and I've literally done this myself, and I've heard it anecdotally from other leaders as I've coached them, is that if you follow this process, you will see that person step up and change their behavior or make a decision, which is to step out some of the time. Uh, 95% of the time, people will step up or step out in just four weeks. And I stand by that. It's uh, You have to read the book to understand, but uh, I really do believe in it, and I've experienced it firsthand. It works. So you can go to Amazon, look up Step Up or Step Out John O. White or store.consultclarity.org forward slash book. Well, thank you so much for listening. We're going to be back with a new episode next time of the Leadership Conversations podcast. And I hope today has helped you to take another step towards becoming the leader you're meant to be. See you next time.